Thank you and welcome to Scripture on Creation. I'm Scott Kump. And I'm Dr. Ben Scripture. Dr. Scripture, over the last several years, scientists have been making discoveries, especially in the fields of paleontology and genetics, that provide evidence we would expect based on biblical revelation, Mm -hmm. but that require more and more mental gymnastics by evolutionists to explain them. Oh, yes, Scott. But, you know, it's been very exciting to learn of different, for example, mitochondrial DNA studies that indicate very short time spans between different species' origins on the order of a few thousand years as opposed to tens of thousands or even a hundred thousand in some cases, according to the evolutionists. And also genome studies that have revealed there are multiple levels of organization and cooperation in genetic expression and control in living organisms. The complexity at the molecular level is so astonishing and incomprehensible The idea of a blind and random process producing the genetic information natural selection supposedly quote-unquote works with is coming under significant criticism. And not just from creationists or intelligent design proponents, but from neo-Darwinists themselves. Now, I'm not saying they're becoming creationists, but they are questioning the ability of Darwinism to explain the diversity of life we see on Earth. Well, we've discussed a number of those kinds of discoveries in this program. For example, the mitochondrial DNA study that resulted in data so closely aligned with what we'd expect as a result of the global flood recorded in Genesis, the authors had to submit an explanatory denial, denying that their work supported what the Bible says. (laughs) Scott, that work was so amazing. Done by evolutionists, not creationists. And I want to read that denial you mentioned. Without even knowing what the research was about, anyone hearing what I'm about to read would understand the results of their work must have apparently seemed to contradict evolutionary claims, at least in some fashion, and support what the Bible says. In a paper published by the Rockefeller Journal, the title was, Why Should Mitochondrial DNA Define Species? And it was published in November of 2018. There was a note that had to be added across the very top of the article by the authors, Steckel and Thaler, and it was done on December 4th, 2018, so just a matter of weeks after they initially published it. And it said, This study is grounded in and strongly supports Darwinian evolution, including the understanding that all life has evolved from a common biological origin over several billion years. This work follows mainstream views of human evolution. We do not propose there was a single Adam or Eve. We do not propose any catastrophic events. (laughs) That's the end of that quote. (laughs) And in an earlier paper they wrote, presenting their proposal based on the results of the studies they were doing, They admit that the idea of a single global population crash, which is what they proposed to explain their data, is, quote, almost a Noah's Ark hypothesis, though this appears unlikely, unquote. Almost. Almost. (laughs) Yeah, so they're even bringing up the Ark because the data is exactly what we would expect based on what the Bible says about the land animals on the Ark repopulated the entire Earth. Pay no attention to the data behind the curtain, just what we said in our little disclaimer. Yeah, that's that's true. That's about what it's like. And Dr. Scripture, it seems to me just about the most challenging type of discovery that's being made is the inexplicable existence of soft tissues in fossils, dinosaur fossils in particular, Mm -hmm. that are dated to be 65 million years old or even older. I agree, Scott. 
although there is no credible explanation whatsoever for this kind of preservation of organic material, yet the evolutionary assumption of deep time rolls on. When some of the first discoveries were coming to light, these were the kinds of comments being made by evolutionists. Concerning soft tissue in a T-Rex fossil, reported by Dr. Mary Schweitzer, the San Francisco Chronicle reported, quote, For 15 years, molecular biologists had been insisting that Schweitzer could not possibly get molecules out of a 68-million-year-old fossil, and that her methods were flawed. However, here's a quote from dinosaur evolution expert Kevin Padian from UC Berkeley, ta-da, my old school, <laughs> when her results were shown to be accurate. Quote, but the lessons she's saying now is that nature doesn't work like a lab bench. Chemicals that might degrade in a laboratory over a short period need not do so in a protected natural chemical environment, unquote. Do you realize the absurdity of that claim? He's saying, apparently, tissues or chemicals, complex chemicals stored in sterile, chemically controlled, cryogenic freezers <laughs> break down quickly. But out in the protective, quote-unquote, environment of the sediments of North Dakota, they can last 68 million years, Scott. So if you want to preserve specimens, put them out in the wilderness. Oh, yeah, put them out in the Keep dirt. Keep them away from that laboratory. Yeah, tell all the graduate <laughs> students doing their work in molecular biology, don't freeze it. <laughs> put it out in the woods. Re- oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I remember that name, Mary Schweitzer. I think we've talked about her before. And these studies, I think, yeah, on she this program. Has is an evolutionist, yeah, yeah, but she stuck to her guns. She did good work and showed that it was truly dinosaur tissue, unfossilized blood vessels and so forth in those dinosaur bones. And they keep finding fossils dated to be older and older in the same condition. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to matter how old a fossil supposedly is, scientists are finding intact organic tissue in them. That's correct, Scott. And to make that point, in our program today, I want to share a recent discovery with our listeners that takes the preservation of organic material to new depths, I guess we could say. Just over a month ago, on November 2nd, 2022, the University of Oxford, that's in England, (laughs) reported in the news section of ScienceDaily.com that an exceptionally well-preserved collection of fossils discovered in eastern Yunnan province, China, has enabled scientists to solve a centuries-old riddle in the evolution of life on Earth, revealing what the first animals to make skeletons looked like. The results were published in The Proceedings of the Royal Society, B, and the article in ScienceDaily.com entitled 500 Million Year Old Fossils Reveal Answer to Evolutionary Riddle says this, The first animals to build hard and robust skeletons appear suddenly in the fossil record in a geological blink of an eye around 550 to 520 million years ago during an event called the Cambrian Explosion. Have you heard of that, Scott? The yes, Cambrian I have. Explosion. Yeah, that is the layer where animal fossils begin in the sedimentary strata of the earth. And there's basically a nothing below it, but just granite and, and so forth. And is it discoveries like this that lead to theories like punctuated equilibrium? Exactly. Good point. So reading on, many of these early fossils are simple hollow tubes ranging from a few millimeters. A millimeter is the thickness of a dime, all right? From a few millimeters to many centimeters in length. So that's over inches long. 
However, what sort of animals made these skeletons was almost completely unknown because they lack preservation of the soft parts needed to identify them as belonging to major groups of animals that are still alive today. The new collection of 514 million-year-old fossils includes four specimens of Gangtucunia aspera with soft tissues still intact, including the gut and mouth parts. So all these little tentacles and things, I'm, I'm not reading right now, and the, the tube that makes the, the gut, it's all preserved inside these mm. tiny little skeleton tubes. Corresponding author Dr. Luke Perry, Department of Earth Sciences, University of Oxford, said, quote, This really is a one-in-a-million discovery. These mysterious tubes are often found in groups of hundreds of individuals, but until now, they have been regarded as problematic fossils because we have had no way of classifying them. Thanks to these extraordinary new specimens, a key of the evolutionary puzzle has been put firmly in place, unquote. Dr. Scripture, as usual, when these kinds of discoveries are made, the supposed puzzle the evolutionists are talking about is not what most people are puzzled by. <laughs> we all wonder, how does a worm-like critter last over 500 million years and not get fossilized or degraded into the elements it's made of? It isn't even physically possible. But anymore, the evolutionists don't even try and give an explanation. They just insist their deep time paradigm is true. So somehow, the organic tissue survived for half a billion years. Um, but Scott, to hold on to their theory, that is the position they must take. However, there are scientists who do not take that position. So I also want to read from an article published by the Institute for Creation Research on their website, icr.org, in the Creation Science Update section of November 21st, 2022. The title, Cambrian Soft Tissue Defies Evolution, by Dr. Frank Sherwin. Paleontologists have discovered early fossils of simple hollow tubes ranging from a few millimeters to many centimeters in length. Furthermore, they have unearthed the animals that inhabited these tubes made of calcium phosphate that were formerly unoccupied. The fossilized creatures appear in a very un-Darwinian fashion, hmm. being suddenly and completely formed. Furthermore, the evidence shows they were buried catastrophically. These creatures are found in strata of the Cambrian explosion, the sudden explosion of a multitude of complex and varied life forms at the bottom of the fossil-rich portion of the geologic column. This column is dated to be from 550 to 520 million years ago. This story is interesting, not because of an answer to some supposed evolutionary riddle. Rather, it's the discovery of fossilized soft tissue in rocks supposedly over a half a billion years old. This new collection of 514 million-year-old fossils includes four specimens of Gangtucunia aspera with soft tissues still intact, including the gut and the mouth parts, and the discovery of pink soft tissue on top of a Gangtucunia tube. The study shows that these simple animals were among the first to build the hard skeletons that make up much of the known fossil record. But were these simple animals the first to slowly evolve the building of hard skeletons? The researchers can't know that for sure. They only know that they appear suddenly in the Cambrian as animals that build hard and robust skeletons. Creationists see Gang to Cunia as designed by the Creator to build hard skeletons from the outset. They did not evolve the capacity. 
Evolutionists claim that thanks to these extraordinary new specimens, a key piece of the evolutionary puzzle has been put firmly in place. What puzzle? In the past, scientists found empty tubes without the animals inside them. Now those fossilized creatures have been found. Their complex morphology has been described and the animals classified. Evolution theory has nothing to do with this remarkable discovery. The specimens were buried so quickly that bacteria were not able to break down the creatures before they were fossilized. This certainly fits the creation flood narrative of rapid burial. The creation model states ocean bottom dwelling creatures would be the first to be buried in a massive flood, laying down billions of tons of sediments in layers of strata all over the world. And that's exactly what scientists are finding. This fascinating news of soft-bodied organisms in Cambrian strata is simply more evidence of sudden creation of complex life followed by death on a massive scale. But the unbelievers continue to deny the obvious. Thus, it says in Romans 1, 21 and 2, For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And that's not what I say. That's what Scripture says.